Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business radio show. Always glad to have on the program my guest this segment, Brian Gordon. He is uh, a long-term care expert extraordinaire uh, in the insurance space. Um, really phenomenal what he does. His company has been doing this so for so long. And in fact, uh, anyone who's familiar with me knows my work in the industry uh, that I had many uh, for many years. And uh, um, I got involved in the 90s, late 90s and, and early 2000s. And uh, virtually no one had heard of long-term care insurance <laughs> then. Well, you guys uh, have been doing it, uh, Brian, since the 1970s. I mean, you are true pioneers. And uh, with that, talk a little bit about what you do and uh, also how people can get more information about it. Sure. So we, we work with people from really from coast to coast. Um, we work with financial advisors and their clients. We also work with, you know, just, you know, through, through CPAs, attorneys, um, and we get a lot of Google searches as well that, that even pulls in our information. And we help families navigate through the long-term care, you know, maze whether it's someone trying to find a policy for themselves, and then we help write the best plan for what their situation is, or if they need an elder care attorney, or if they need a geriatric care manager, we try to pivot them off to the right people to help them as they go through some of these things in life. Um, We're hoping that most people call us when they're being on the proactive side of things so that they have a long-term care plan in place to help pay for some of these expenses down the road. And uh, we, you know, we start out working with retirement communities and people in their mid to late 70s. And we, we also work with corp. We also started working with corporations probably 20 plus years ago. Um, and you know, we work with a lot of individuals that are really ages today, probably ages 35 to about 65, 70 years old is, is our client. And uh, our our website is uh, galtci.com. And uh, we have a lot of good information there, and, and people can request quotes and pretty much look up any any topic that they're looking uh, to get information on when it comes to the senior market. Yeah, and of course, we always have a link from priceofbusiness.com over to your page so they can check that out as well. Great topic uh, today. You know, recently you and I talked about uh, uh, kids who aren't showing up for mom and dad when long-term cares uh, arise. And uh, today we're going to kind of like do the, uh, the, the next step in that because I think many of them uh, don't show up because they really don't know what, they do, what to do. I mean, it's, it's a pretty shocking and paralyzing uh, situation. And, uh, you know, uh, let's focus on what I think is probably the number one reason why kids don't show up for their parents like, uh, like you would think they would. So a lot of times it's uh, – you know, the, the kids can show up for, for good reasons and they can show up for, you know, sometimes bad reasons um, in, in a lot of situations. And that's why it's super important that families, you know, talk to their kids and find out you know, who's going to be the one that's going to help them if something happens to them. Um, a lot of times when something does happen, the families don't have this, you know, taken care of at the beginning. Um, you know, it can be very, very cumbersome for the family. And, and a lot of times the adult children you know, have, have no idea, you know, what to do in that situation. And so yeah. it's important to, to kind of talk talk ahead of time with the kids. But I think it's great when they want to get involved, um, but they got to pick pick one kid to get involved. You can't have, you know, four or five kids, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen is not a good thing when, when you're trying to figure out, you know, health care and, and, and a plan of treatment for somebody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that 
got to be careful about is, you know, motives. What are the motives? Funny, you know, this topic comes up today, not funny, haha, but funny, interesting. Uh, one of my closest friends, one of my best friends, uh, his father uh, recently had to go into a long-term care scenario a few months ago, and uh, and he planned very, very carefully and clearly uh, designating my friend uh, as uh, the primary person for making decisions. Not even his wife was, you know, he's had more than one wife over the years, so that's probably part of the reason why. Not his other kids, but my friend. And, you know, in spite of that, <laughs> it was a constant wrestling match with uh, at least one of the other siblings uh, over the situation. Um, that, you know, that kind of thing uh, can happen, and it's all the more reason why you – as a, as a person who it might might need, more than likely will need long-term care, uh, you want that clearly and explicitly made in the front end and not become a, a, like a toy, a toy between two animals fighting over. Uh, you don't want to be, have that scenario happening. And obviously, as you probably are speculating, economics played a role in that because of the, uh, the death situation. Right. No, no, for sure. And we're, we're seeing it now with a close friend of, my, of, of our family, where uh sister lives out of state, you know, East Coast, he's here in the Midwest, and she can't make a decision. She's been frozen. He hadn't eaten in three and a half weeks, couldn't couldn't make decisions on hospice, didn't understand things. And basically he just, you know, he, he passed away recently and it was like my friend always said, he's like, you know, it could have been a little more peaceful at the end for him and stuff like that. He's like, the only good thing was is I didn't have to see him every day. And, you know, it was, it was very, very hard to have to deal with it long distance and the conversations got harder and less and things like that. So sometimes you really got to, you know, just because someone is in the pecking order, the oldest or they're the most successful financially doesn't mean they're always the most equipped to handle these, these types of really difficult decisions for people. And sometimes you have to reevaluate it, too. You may, you may put a person down go through an event and realize, oh, no, I think I picked the wrong one and, and, and make an adjustment to that for your future. So always, yeah, always no question those things. Yeah. And your friends, and, and, you know. <laughs> and that's for the whole family's best interest. You might be thinking you're being selfish, but the reality is, is you may have discovered something that just makes it difficult across the board. And you should look out for your own interests when you're thinking about this particular future. And in the same vein of what you're talking about, my friend was the second oldest, not the oldest. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So there you go. So that that's just how it works, and you got to pick the one who's the best equipped for it. Um, yeah. And, 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 and life changes, as we all know. So you know, that, that could be one person one one year, and someone else next year. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So talk a little bit about uh, you know what roadblocks do you see in adult kids getting started in helping mom and dad. So, I mean, you, you mentioned one of the first, you know, one of the big ones is the financial side of it. You know, no matter how little or how much they have, um, families don't like to spend the money. Um, and, it's, you know, it's really expensive today to get 24-hour daycare or have someone go into an assisted living facility or retirement community. So finances is probably one of the, you know, one of the, one of the toughest things. Um, and also then, then the parents sometimes, you know, they, they become challenging. It's, we see a lot of people, we talk to clients and their children and their families and, they have good relationships with us, so we talk to them, and by the time we talk to them, they realize they should be using their policy and starting to beat their elimination period, and then I, I call back a week later, I call the, the kids or I call my client, and they change their mind. 
So, mm-hmm. it, you know, people who need the care, it's, it's hard to admit that you need it as well. And that's why we try to talk about really it's not about putting someone somewhere and forgetting about them or having a caregiver come in. It's about keeping them safe for themselves and also the people around them at the same time. Yeah. So Yeah, absolutely. So what advice do you have for the parents to help their kids get started? And, and obviously, uh, the very first thing comes down to timing. Uh, you as a parent don't want to be laying in bed uh, because your condition has already got to that point uh, trying to navigate this. Uh, this is the earlier, the better. When you when you are of sound mind and your family is all there or, you know, you have a couple of your family members or people that are going to look after you, you, you have these discussions so that people clearly know what your wishes are. Um, you have, you know, you know, two, three sets of ears on it. Um, it makes it makes it easier for people to make decisions, and then people aren't you know aren't 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 mad at somebody who's making the decisions. They know what that parent wanted at the beginning. Um, and as I said to you before, and I say this all the time to people, that when when parents get sick or family gets sick, you know if, if they if it's tough between the kids or the family, you know beforehand, an illness and going through something like this does not make a family tighter at the end either. So it's 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 very important to you know keep the peace and, and get the kind of care you wanted who, who, who in the world would not want to have that conversation with somebody and leave that decision to somebody else there's, there's enough guilt in the world for things that kids do or don't do for their parents let alone have to make you know life life, life changing and, and life you know life decisions for them yeah i think you're absolutely right very good advice very sage advice as always give that website one more time and wrap it up with some final thoughts so it's G-A-L-T-C-I dot com. And, uh, you know, it, this is just something that you people have to take seriously. As uh, I entered the business in my early 20s and as I'm now, you know, mid-50s, I realized that my, my kids are fairly fortunate to hear a lot of conversations that my wife and I have. And we, we've always been very clear with them on how things wanted to go down if something happened to us. So we're comfortable. We know, we know that they're comfortable. They know they're hard decisions. But have, have the conversation with your family. Don't don't leave the control in someone else's hands um, to to make these decisions. And when when you might think differently on how you want things to play out, and uh, this yeah. is everything in life. And like I said earlier, make sure you review your documents and review who you have on that pecking order to make sure that that that's correct as well. Very good advice. I am Kevin Price. Brian, always love having you on. Immediately begin looking forward to your next visit. Sounds good, Kevin. Thank you. I'm Kevin Price. Stay tuned for more on this radio station or whatever podcast you use. This is the Price of Business.